0: So how good are you at finding things? I'm rapidly discovering that I'm one of those people who will go into a room to look for something and then not remember why I'm in that room at all, let alone what I'm looking for. In fact, I think I'm starting to worry about myself a bit. The other day, I got a saucepan and lid out of the drawer to do the potatoes for dinner. And I took the lid off the saucepan and I started to peel the potatoes. And I did everything that you would normally do to peel potatoes. I put the potatoes in the saucepan, covered them with water and put it on the stove top. I went to look for the lid and I could not find it. I looked everywhere, all the normal places that you might find a saucepan lid. I looked back in the cupboard, I looked in the drawers, I looked everywhere, but I could not find that lid. So I called to Andrew and I asked him if he could see where the lid was. In the end, it was Andrew who saved the day and found the saucepan. The saucepan lid, sorry. It was in the condiments cupboard, of course. And I don't know if I'm the only one, but do you live with relatives who say that they can't find something? So, knowing where that item is, you tell them where to go and find it. Off goes that relative to look for said item, and they come back empty-handed because they can't find it. They claim it isn't there. So you stop what you're doing, you get up, And you go to where you said that item was and you lay your hands on it immediately and you bring it back down to that person. But you know, what is it about when we lose things that matter? Things like our wallet, our purses, our keys, our passports. I hate that feeling of panic that you get when you lose something important. In our parable, For that woman to lose a coin was terrible. It's described as a silver coin, so the monetary value could have been high. There could have been sentimental value attached to that coin, which could have made her losing it all the worse. It was the value of what was lost that called for such a desperate and thorough search. It's been suggested that that coin could have been part of the woman's bridal crown or her dowry, which again would have raised the importance of that coin to the woman and fuelled her searching. As we all know, if we lose something of importance, the relief we experience when we find it is immense. And so the value of the coin, coupled with the careful search, meant finding the coin was cause for celebration for that lady. But to lose things is one thing. But have you ever lost somebody? Charlotte Sharman, a member of our Songsters and who works with our young people at Regent Hall, recently shared with us a story of when she was lost when she was five years old. Apparently she got separated from her mum whilst holding a door open for people to pass through. And so she went into a shoe shop to find her mother and the people in the shoe shop called the police. Apparently Charlotte was in the back of the police car when a distraught lady was spotted. The policeman asked Charlotte if that was her mum and it was Margaret and so they were reunited. We had a similar incident once when our son Luke walked off on his own. Before we were officers we lived in a coastal town um, down in Sussex and once a year around the time of bonfire night they would have a light parade. So this particular year, we went to watch the parade. We lined the streets with the rest of the town and we saw the light parade go past. And then we had followed the light parade down to our local beach green where there was going to be a fireworks display and where there was a fairground. Now we had three small boys at the time and our friends were with us and they also had small boys. But we went to the fairground. We went to the fair and as we potted round, we suddenly realised Luke, who was probably about five at the time, wasn't with us. We didn't have mobile phones in those days, so we all split up and went looking for Luke. Now, to be honest with you, it wasn't long that we were separated for, but it felt like ages. Andrew found little Luke, who was completely nonplussed and uh, was going around looking at all the lights and enjoying the music. And so we found him, we were reunited, and we carried on with our evening, making sure Luke's hand was being very firmly held for the rest of the time. To lose a silver coin was distressing to the woman, but how much more valuable are people? As Christians, we say that people are lost when they are distant from God, and our parable is waking us up to a mercy that keeps on searching. God is that woman who searches diligently for her coin. And and for those who are lost, for sinners, God is that woman. They are the ones that God is searching for. How can we not celebrate when a lost soul is found? This parable really highlights the attitude of God towards sinners. The parable says that the woman actively searched for her lost possession. First, she lights a lamp so she can see clearly. Next, she doesn't just scan her home and lift a few cushions like I did perhaps in the video, but she sweeps her house so that she can reach all the places that might otherwise have been inaccessible. She searches diligently. The coin is valuable and she must find it at all costs. Jesus wanted the religious leaders of the day to understand just how he felt about those who were lost. And through this parable, we need to understand how God feels about us, his children. Jesus came to be the light of the world. And in John 1 and verse 9, it says, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Jesus provides the light. For sinners to find God. Just like the woman needed light to search for her coin. Each sinner is special to God. There is rejoicing in heaven over each one that repents, we're told. You know, we are all of great value and importance to God. The woman could have been content to keep her nine remaining coins. But instead she searched carefully, unwilling to accept that her coin might never be found. When she found her coin, she shared her celebrations with her friends and neighbours. God delights and celebrates when a sinner is restored in their relationship with him. It's a cause of great rejoicing. That's the plan of salvation. That's why Jesus came. God seeks sinners and rejoices when they are found. He's not happy for anyone to be away from him. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So if God actively searches for sinners and sent Jesus as a saviour for us all, what are we called to do? Our reading from 2 Corinthians said, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. As humans, we are sometimes wont to judge a book by its cover, instead of looking with God's eyes and seeing someone's heart. To be honest, it is often much easier to look at someone's outer appearance, to see their outer behaviour but we're called to see with God's eyes, to look at the heart. Our tagline for today is waking up to a mercy that keeps on searching. God never gives up on us. And yet how quickly do we give up on other people? We live in a world where people are broken and hurting, or where they are self-sufficient and think they can live their lives without God in it. And let's be honest, People can and do live their lives without God. But I hope that your testimony and my testimony would be that living with God in our lives is so much better. As we have been reconciled to God through Jesus, so we now have that ministry of reconciliation. Verse 20 from 2 Corinthians 5 says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Just like when the woman found her coin, she went and told other people and celebrated with them. When we've been forgiven, when we've been found and reconciled to God, so we need to tell others too. That way they can share and celebrate with us and also share in their own relationship with God. For some of us, telling people, using actual words and evangelising may be extremely difficult. But when we live our best lives, showing that a life with God is better than a life without him, then people will see that and ask what's so different for us. So are you ready to tell people what it is that makes such a difference in your life? Are you ready to explain How a life with Jesus makes life so much better. We need to make sure that we're ready because that person who asks us will probably only ask us once. We don't want to regret not making that impact for God because we didn't know what to say. The celebrations of that woman finding her coin were nothing compared to the celebrations in heaven when a sinner repents and draws closer to God. And if we can be instrumental in pointing someone in the right direction, then we want to be ready. I'd love to think that I started a party in heaven because something I did or said helped someone to discover God for themselves. That would definitely be something to celebrate, wouldn't it? God bless you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, in this day we will give thanks to you, Lord, and we will call upon your name. We will make known among the nations what you have done, and we will proclaim that your name is exalted. We will sing to you, Lord, for you have done glorious things, and we will let it be known to all the world. Father, today we will shout aloud and sing for joy. We will declare that great is the Holy One of Israel among us. Amen.